The following podcast contains adult material. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. My guest today knows all too well that feeling that single women get when we wonder, just where are all the nice guys? Taylor J. Langley used her voice and her platform on Twitter to elegantly and eloquently explain her struggles in the world of dating as a Black woman. That tweet went viral. And it was met with a quite a mixed bag of reactions. Some were supportive. Some were grateful that she expressed what they themselves had been feeling. But as is often the case when you're a woman who expresses your thoughts powerfully, she was also met with a lot of unsolicited advice and not very helpful advice either that seemed to belittle her stance, as well as a ton of negativity and personal attacks. Now, what you need to know about Taylor is that she is a counseling psychology PhD candidate. She specializes in sports psychology and black mental health. So her research and clinical interests include athlete mental health, specifically black student athlete mental health, masculinity, black mental health, and stigma. And she's also interested in other areas such as social social justice, advocacy, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, the reason Taylor's educational background, her current work is important and her bright, her future is so bright uh, that's ahead of her. I, I think that this is what greatly triggered those men who felt entitled to attack her as and her thoughts that she expressed in her tweet. And that's what we're here to discuss today. We're here to discuss Taylor's experience and as dating, but also her experience and when she voiced her thoughts and her experiences. So we'll get all of that to in a second. For now, just allow me to welcome Taylor. Welcome, Taylor, to the There Are No Nice Guys. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited thank to be here. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. I personally think it's really brave that you're here. I think what you did, just tweeting your experience, was so powerful and it was so authentic authentic, because you didn't have any ideas to what was going to happen. Um, but a lot did happen. And as a result, you did delete the tweet. So I can't read it verbatim. But can you sum up for our audience, like what your tweet said? Yeah, so basically, I uh, what I said was, as an educated black woman, um, I think I put educated slash successful. Yeah, as an educated, educated slash successful black woman, it's really hard Today, um, especially looking for like a cis, straight, black man that's not homophobic or um, sexist or transphobic. And I also added, um, I'm not interested in 
dating outside of my race. I'm only interested in dating black men. So like, Mm -hmm. don't tell me, oh, you should, you know, be more open. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that was basically the summary of my series of tweets. Which, you know, to me, honestly, that just sounds so harmless. I mean, that just sounds so, okay, well, that's real. You know, and I'm a single woman and I'm Latina and I'm like, yeah, I can totally relate to where she's coming from. Right. Um, And so it just seems really harmless. And again, it was very elegantly and eloquently written. Um, But first, what was the motivation that brought you to send that tweet? Like, did you did you just did you just come off of a bad encounter with a date? Had you had a conversation with a friend about dating or were you just generally feeling discouraged? So there was one part that I left out when I described the tweet, which is mm-hmm. actually the inspiration for the tweet. So uh, aside from like wanting wanting a partner that identified as all of, as all of those things, I also mm-hmm. added um, that I didn't want him to have children. And mm-hmm. so um, literally I was scrolling through, through Twitter and I saw a tweet that said um, something along the lines of dating a man that's an active father and if you don't have kids, it's not for the week at all. And I like yeah. quote retweeted it and said something along the lines of, yeah, that's why, this is why I have no interest in dating a man with kids. And mm-hmm. then that's when I shared my opinions. And so you share your opinion and mm-hmm. you get you get some a lot of responses. Do you yeah. even know how many comments you got? It was well in the thousands. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't remember, but it was, it was a lot. Like I, I had to mute it and then I was getting so many follow requests and then like, you know, all of the comments and retweets and quote retweets, it was just a lot. Um, and I, I went through and read every single one and I was just like, wow. (laughs) Like I, (laughs) yeah, I just, just couldn't believe that. I mean, you know, we, we hear about this about things like this all the time, you know, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. going viral and getting backlash. And like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, you know, we hear stories about this happening with, in, with, with children, like, you know, middle school, high school yeah. kids, you know, the whole cyber bullying thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I like, I get it now. Like mm-hmm. I granted it's, it's probably not fair to compare my experience to someone who had like, you know, a a worse experience, but I was like, you know, this is, this is crazy. Like I can understand why someone may, may want to harm themselves or hurt themselves or (laughs) hurt someone else. Not, and I am no way condoning violence or like harm (laughs) to oneself, but like, I get it because people were saying some really cruel and hateful things. Yeah, it got downright hateful. I want to start first though with the supporter because I did, I feel like a lot of women Mm-hmm. came in and were like, I, I get it. Like, I'm in that same boat. I get where you're coming from. I mean, you you did see those as well. You did feel some support, didn't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. And and I feel like when I initially tweeted it, um, so I follow a lot of academics and like other PhD students and like mm-hmm. other people who are like in my profession. So like professional people, will you have yeah. it? And so like a lot of the people that were responding were like, people from that audience, like, you know, other black women and like just other women, like, yeah, I know it's hard. I have a similar experience. And then mm-hmm. it was like the next day oh. I got like black Twitter coming for me. And then like, <laughs> you know, other parts of Twitter. And I was like, Oh my goodness. But yeah, other, other women were 
responding and, Mm -hmm. you know, saying, sharing their, their experience as well. Percentage wise, do you have an idea as to like, would you say it was split in the middle where it was 50, 50, like 50% supportive and positive and 50%, you know, negative and hateful, or do you feel like the negative and hateful outweighed the supportive? I'd say it was like 60, 40. So 60 negative and 40 positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I would love to know about your dating history and your mm-hmm. story about, you know, being single, getting into relationships. Um, so have you been in any recent long-term relationships? Um, maybe not so quite recent since we're in 2022 mm-hmm. now, yeah. mm-hmm. but um, my last relationship was from 2017 to 2019. So I've been single okay. since 2019. And so what are, what are your, generally speaking, what are your challenges when you're dating and why do you think you have these challenges? Yeah. So I find that, so I, I feel like I have a very big, maybe not big, big may not even be the word. I have a very Mm -hmm. strong personality. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very vocal, very opinionated, pretty Mm -hmm. assertive. Um, I'm like a direct communicator and Mm -hmm. I feel like when when I'm approached by men that are interested in me, they 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 can be intimidated by that. Yeah. Um, as well as you know my education. So you know when you meet someone, it's like, oh, what's your name? Where are you from? Blah blah blah. What do you do? Um, you know, I'm in. I usually just just keep it broad. Oh, I'm, like, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a graduate student. I'm in grad school, and they'll <laughs> assume that I'm getting my master's. I'm just like, no, I already have my master's. I'm actually working on my PhD. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, like that's usually the type of response that comes after that's like, oh, um, mm-hmm. like surprise, like not expecting that. And then they ask me what I'm studying and then that that goes into a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But majority of the response that I get from men is mm-hmm. like, oh, the, su- the surprise, like, yeah, you know, um, and yeah, honestly, I think that being faced with an, an educated black woman is, is intimidating to some. So intimidation seems to be, and I think it's a common theme along with women who are, you know, educated, successful, um, independent, mm-hmm. you know, women who are able to take care of themselves and women who are able to, like you said, be direct and right. hold a conversation and go toe to toe and keep eye contact. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason that can be intimidating nowadays. So I can see how that would lead up to the frustration um, that you were expressing on Twitter, including, you know, when you add in that you specifically want to date black men, you specifically want to date black men without children. Right. Um, which I would like to address next because I saw how some people were, in my opinion, just kind of glib about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I would read that, I'd be like, okay, you're definitely not a person of color because right. you don't understand that, you know, dating with the desire to date within your race to me does not count as a preference. For me, a preference is I want a guy who's six feet tall. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I want him to have a dog or not have a dog, you know, like that to me is preferences. It's, those are things that to me, I don't want to say they're silly, but they're just not that important. Um, You know, we live in a country where it's perfectly acceptable for an evangelical Christian to say, I will only date evangelical Christians. Mm -hmm. We accept that because we're like, well, that's religion. But then when it comes to race and ethnicity, 
we don't seem to give it the same importance. And it really bothered me that there were some men coming at you saying, well, why don't you just not date black men? Right. So I'd love to address that. What is, what is your argument of how dating within your race is more than just a simple preference? Yeah. So I, yeah, I completely agree with like everything you, everything you said. And mm-hmm. For me, it just comes, it it comes down to like culture, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, dating a black man, you know, we're from the same culture. Like we, we understand the same things. Like we have similar life experiences, like, like he would just get it versus dating a non-black man who Mm -hmm. may not understand some cultural reference or just some little thing that I do that like other people, other black people will only understand. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like there's a cultural part and then there's like just attraction. Like I am attracted to black men. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of like, it. it is what it, what it is. Like you said, yeah. like we can have preferences um, mm-hmm. and I, I like what I like. So why are you upset with me that I like specifically and only black men? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. That just didn't make sense to me, but, but that's kind of like my reasoning behind that. Um, yeah, both of, both of my parents are, are black. So I grew up, you know, seeing black love. Like I, I want black children. Like I want a black family. Like, you know, I'm very, I'm very much pro black family. Culture is important to me. Culture is just as important to somebody as their religion could be. And um, it shouldn't be so belittled when we have that desire to to date within and and marry within our own race and ethnic group. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like you said, there is that understanding. Um, And for anybody who's listening who's still doubtful, you know, I actually narrow it down even further. You know, mine is even narrowed down even further for you. Like my ideal man. So I'm Mexican American. Mm-hmm. And um, so as we know, you know, I think we've finally come to understand in this country that, you know, the Latino community is is diverse within itself. Right. Um, but with Mexican Americans, we're actually pretty diverse too, because there kind of is a difference between a Mexican American like myself, who's been here for generations and generations, and a Mexican American whose uh, parents immigrated or the ones who immigrated over. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that difference. And then additionally, there's a difference between Mexican-Americans in Texas and Mexican-Americans in California. And for me, my ideal has always been another Tejano, just like me, somebody from Texas. Because again, it's like you said, it's just that they get you. There's a, And that's you have to have grown up in a culture or in an ethnic group where that is just so your community that was your household and you know no one ever understands you like your community and your household so why wouldn't you want to date or marry someone who's coming from that same background exactly my point exactly (laughs) and i'm like if we want to get even more specific and some would really call me picky. Okay, if I, I narrow it down to what type of black man, I would prefer a southern black man, just mm-hmm. because you know different different types of people from different regions in the even within the U.S. have a different culture within like the main culture. There's 
various subcultures. Like you said, you would prefer um, a Mexican American from you said Texas, right? Texas, yeah, yeah. From Texas. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's true too. So the the geographical where they came 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 from geographically can also just make a complete difference too in that influence from that very specific culture and that specific community. Um, so other people were also telling you, why don't you just move? Yeah. Which, they're like, oh, she's in Oregon. And she wonders why she can't meet a <laughs> man to meet her requirements. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it, it just like, I, okay. So I understand that because of like my, the area that I'm studying in my mm-hmm. field, like I, I view people and think about people in different ways, but I was just like, I I don't understand that people can't (laughs) comprehend that you can't just make all of these assumptions based off what you, what you're presented with or like what you see online. Like people literally like went off on tangents on things that I never even said, but (laughs) like relating to the Oregon thing, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I I could move. And some people were just like, yeah, like, you know, maybe if you did this, like, (laughs) genuinely trying to help me out and I'm just like y'all I'm just here temporarily like it's yeah I'm I'm not living here forever (laughs) and the other thing is you were venting I mean I don't think you were necessarily waving the white flag and asking for some SOS here like you were venting which is what (laughs) isn't that what we all do on Twitter Right. And I'm so glad you brought that up because people were just like, oh my gosh. And you wonder why you can't get a man. And I'm just like, little do you know, I'm like not even dating right now. Like I'm mm-hmm. not even interested. So, I mean, thanks, but no thanks. And yeah, I'm super weird. I was like, you don't even know me. Like I'm not even worried about dating. It was just like a general tweet, generalization. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. oh, people... so do you have um do you have any hope though I mean you know like I said you were just venting I I feel like you weren't exactly going down a rabbit hole of negativity where you're like I give up Mm -hmm. um so I'd like you you know to let us know like do you have hope that you can find um this you know this ideal man that would fit with your lifestyle align with your vision of what you want in terms of relationship um, and have you come up with any solutions to overcome your challenges? Or is it like you said, you're not even dating right now anyway, and this just isn't a priority? Right. So uh, I, my answer, my answer contradicts, contradicts <laughs> each other. So yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's, it's not realistic to expect to meet someone that like checks every box and like, yeah. What, but I, I feel like what I tweeted were literally the bare minimum requirements, mm-hmm. um, and and so like obviously I'm I'm going to be flexible with what I'm willing to compromise, compromise on or like go without. But there are certain mm-hmm. non-negotiables, and those are like values, you know, morals, yeah. and like you know, kind of related to the things that I that I tweeted. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yes, yes and no. But at, at the same time, I'm also, you know, becoming okay with the idea that, you know, maybe I won't end up, you know, married with kids um, like I had always envisioned for myself. Maybe that's just like not, not, not 
part of my life plan and, Mm -hmm. you know, just becoming okay with that happening if it does happen. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'm, I have a really big family and I'm really close to my family. So I'm just like, there's, there's other ways to be connected and have community and have family without, you know, like biologically bearing children and being married. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry. Would that be your advice to women like yourself, women who are educated, successful, independent, and maybe they're feeling like they can't find a partner that is equally as stable, as successful with, with values that align with theirs? Would that be your advice to them? Um, so my advice would be like, I feel like it, it comes down to like, what's important to you in the moment. Um, you know, kind of like what I, what I mentioned, like having to adjust your expectations, um, but not bending on like certain things, like your non-negotiables. But, um, I I do think at at a certain point you have to do some reality testing and, Mm -hmm. you know, pivot and change your plan. But again, it depends on where you are in that moment. Like right now, um, I feel like I, I'm still fairly young and mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to do all the things. And like right now I'm focused on meeting my career and professional and personal goals and just mm-hmm. live my life regularly. Um, and when I get to a point where I'm ready to date again, I'm still going to continue to live regularly. And if I like just meet someone randomly, then cool. But like, yeah. I'm not super pressed. Um, so yeah, I, my advice would be, Continue to stand firm and like what you want and what you believe in and just refuse to settle. Um, I feel like many times women end up settling because they're like, my biological clock is ticking. Like Mm -hmm. I'm getting old, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's when I say it comes down to like, okay, let me do some reality testing. Let me like see if what I'm asking for is too much or if it's not. And if you feel like it's Mm -hmm. not, again, stand firm in what you want and don't settle. I like that. Stand firm on what you want. Don't settle. But then you also said um, not to like pressure yourself either, right. which I think is also really important too. Yes. Because um, I think when we pressure ourselves, that's when we end up settling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like in, that, in the act of desperation. Exactly. Is when we settle. So you definitely want to avoid that. Well, that actually wraps it up. I think this was so helpful, Taylor. I really can't thank you enough for being here today on the show. Your insights were so helpful. I think a lot of single women can relate to what you have to say. So thank you so much for coming on, talking about your tweet and going viral and what that experience was like and um, sharing all your advice with everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much again for having me. Thanks for listening to that interview with Taylor Langley. Wasn't she great? When I started There Are No Nice Guys, my hope was to make single women feel less alone in their journey living and dating as single women. And I feel like Taylor expressing her experiences and challenges accomplished the same. There are a lot of women who, after seeing Taylor's tweet, feel less alone in their experiences too. Please return to There Are No Nice Guys next week for my season four finale with Brie Nicole of Keeping It Casual. Keeping It Casual podcast is going through some changes. So Brie talks about that.
and she brings up a new trend that she's noticed men are doing nowadays, and it has to stop. Have you noticed men doing it? Find out what it is when you join me next week. See you then. Break, 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 break.